ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال عز وجل في كتابه الكريم وما من دابه في الارض الا على الله رزقها وقال تعالى في كتابه الكريم في مقام اخر والذين اذا انفقوا لم يسرفوا ولم يقتلوا وكان بين ذلك قواما وقال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم وما خلقت الجن والانس الا ليعبدون ما اريد منهم من رزق وما اريد ان يطعمون فالحاصل من ذكر هذه الايات المباركه الكريمه هو ان الله سبحانه وتعالى قد قسم الرزق بين العباد فمن يكون الخوف والطمع في هذه الارزاق يقوم مقام خوف الله تبارك وتعالى والمحبه له وطمع رضائه في قلبه فذلك كانه ضايع ضايع مكانا غاليا نفيسا بشيء قد قضي له قد قضي له وقد وفر له في حكم الله تبارك وتعالى من قبل ان خلق السماوات والارض وقد وعد له بالله تبارك وتعالى وعلى وعد الله تبارك وتعالى وفي نفس كتابه عز وجل فاخوه الكرام يوجد مشاكل عديده يصدر من محبه الدنيا الاكبر منها هو هو ضياع الاخره لاجل الدنيا فالله تبارك وتعالى يقول في كتابه الكريم فاما من طغى واثر اثر الحياه الدنيا فان الجحيم هي الماوى اما من طغى واثر الحياه الدنيا اثارها اثار الفاني على الخالد وعلى الشيء الابدي انه من الاخطاء الفحشاء للعقل فان من طمع في نعيم الدنيا انه كل كل من فيه سوف يموت كل من فيه سوف يموت كله سيفنى ما خلق الا ليفنى اخوتي الكرام فايثاره على الذي يكون للابد الابد انه خطا فاحش في العقل ولكن لا نتحدث فقط يعني في ذلك لان من حضر هذه الخطبه ما شاء الله من المسلمين ومن المؤمنين ومن عباد الله الصالحين فحتى ولو يصدر عن كل عن كل واحد اخطاء ولكن في القلب وفي الاعتقاد كل واحد هنا يتصور بفضل الله تبارك وتعالى وان شاء الله يتصور بان الاخره هو خير وابقى بالنسبه الى الدنيا ولكن مع ذلك ايضا يوجد مشكله 
وهي طمع الطمع في في الدنيا حتى ولو كان من حلاله من حلالها عفوا فالله سبحانه وتعالى هو الذي هو الذي يحمل مسؤوليه رزق العباد وما من دابه في الارض الا على الله رزقها ما اريد منهم من رزق ولا ما اريد ان يطعمون يعني الله سبحانه وتعالى نحن نرزقكم والعاقبه للتقوى الله سبحانه وتعالى يحمل هذه المسؤوليه ولكن مع ذلك ومع ذلك مع وعد الله تبارك وتعالى ومن اصدق من من الله تبارك وتعالى في وعده نرى اننا نضيع نضيع كثير كثيرا جدا من من القلب ومن من الذهن ومن العقل ومن يعني من الجهد المبذول النفسي في في الطمع في هذه الارزاق ويصدر عن ذلك اخطاء ومشاكل كثيره يصدر عنها مشاكل كثيره فننظر ننظر الى السياره التي نقودها والسياره التي يقودها الجار والقريب والاخ وبسبب ذلك يكون حسد مفسد بين بين القلوب وبسبب ذلك يكون ضياع الاموال في التنافس في هذه الامور لا ينبغي فيها التنافس اصلا فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس الغنى عن كثره العرض ولكن الغنى غنى النفس وان ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حقيقه اوتي جوامع الكلم يعني هذه هذه الجمله ليست طويله وليست فيه كثره الكلمات ولكن المعنى عميق جدا يقول صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس الغنى عن كثره العرض ولكن ولكن الغنى غنى النفس وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث اخر قد افلح من اسلم ورزق رزق كفافا وقنع الله بما اتاه قد افلح من اسلم ورزق كفافا وقنعه الله بما اتاه فهذه القناعه ايضا من الايمان ومن الفلاح من اوتي يعني قوت عيش ياكل به حتى حتى يشبع او حتى يقيم به ظهره اقل شيء وفي هذه الديار بفضل الله تبارك وتعالى هذا كلنا ما شاء الله ومن كان من منا جائعا فالمسجد ان شاء الله يعني حتى هذا الحد ان شاء الله يكون عند المسجد مساعده من من رزق من العيش ما يكفيه وينام في مكان يحفظه من البرد ومن الحر وعنده ما شاء شغل وعنده عزه يعني كما تسمى في اللغه الجديده الحقوق الانسانيه ما شاء الله هي محفوظه اكثر شيء لذلك الرجل وتلك الامراه ذلك الله سبحانه وتعالى يعني رزقه كفافا فما يكون بعد ذلك من القناعه هو من جهه العبد لا من جهه الدنيا ولا من جهه خارجيه عن النفس هو يعني شيء يصدر عن الداخل
القناعة هذه يصدر عن الداخل من يقرر أن يكون من أهل القناعة فهذا القرار يصدر عن القلب لا يكون من جهة السيارة التي يقودها ولا من البيت الذي يعيش فيه ولا من الوظيفة أو الشهادات الجامعية التي يحصل عليها ولا من مال ولا من أي, من أي شيء خارجي غير ذلك إنه يصدر من الداخل فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول يكون الغنى غنى النفس يعني حتى في باللغة العربية اللغة ما شاء جميلة جدا فصيحة فصيحة عباراتها الغني من هو ليس ليس الغني من يكون عنده كثير كثرة المال والدولارات والمواشي والبيوت والعراضي وهذه الأمور ماذا يعني الغناء؟ الغناء عدم الفقر يعني عدم الحاجة لأي أي واحد أي أي أحد آخر فيكون الغناء يعني جزء منها جزء من الغناء يكون عن الحصول على المبلغ الكافي للحياة ولكن الجزء الأكبر ماذا هو؟ هو في القلب أن يكون الرجل في في قلبه لا يحتاج إلى أحد غير لا يشعر بحاجته إلى غير حتى ولو كان عنده مليارات من الدولارات وبيوت كثيرة وأراضي كثيرة إن كان يعني إن كان ذا حاجة على غير فذلك هو فقير يعني يفتقر إلى ما يكون ذا ما يكون ذا حاجة إليه حتى ولو كانت تلك تلك الحاجة نفسانية أو يعني من شيء غير مادي فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني هو من جوامع كلمه قال قد أفلح من أسلم ورزق كفافا وقنعه الله بما آتاه فوق ذلك وهذا الخطاب خصوصا للرجال هذا الخطاب خصوصا للرجال لا أقول أنه ليس للنساء للمسلمات لأخواتنا ولكن يختص بالرجال أولا وبعد ذلك يكون الخطاب عموما للمؤمنين أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال في خطبة من خطباته صلى الله عليه وسلم بعد ذكر أصحابه صلى الله عليه وسلم الدنيا قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا تسمعون ألا تسمعون إن البذاذة من الإيمان إن البذاذة من الإيمان هذه البذاذة ماذا يعني به زاد أحد الرواه يعني التقحل وهو حديث حديث رواه أبو داود والنووي رحمه الله تبارك وتعالى زاد البذاذة هي رثاثة الهيئة وترك فاخر اللباس وأما التقحل قال أهل اللغة المتقحل هو الرجل اليابس الجلد من خشونة العيش وترك الترف ماذا يعني؟ ماذا يعني هذه البذاذة؟ أن تكون رجلا لا لا يعني لا يكون أكثر همك يعني في في الزينة والجمال هذه هذه أمور لا ينبغي خصوصا للرجال لا ينبغي الأمور كهذه لأن جمال الرجل هو في قوته هو في قوته الرجل لو أصبح كامرأة 
ويعني يهتم بلباسه يعني فوق فوق حد ما ويعني يكون ما شاء الله يقول ان 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 اللحيه من سنن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وبعد ذلك يعني يقوم امام المراه لساعه ويجعل والله اعلم يعني حتى يعني انا عربيتي لا 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 اعلم ماذا تسمى هذه الكلمات شامبو وكونديشنر وكريم يعني بام والله اعلم يعني يشاهد على يوتيوب افلام كثيره يعني فيه توضح كيف يعني تجمل اللحيه حتى تكون اجمل من من امراه هذا لا ينبغي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ماذا قال؟ قال البذاذه ان البذاذه من الايمان الا تسمعون الا تسمعون ان البذاذه من الايمان ان البذاذه من الايمان هذا الترفه وهذا هذه الهيئه المزينه ومن شأن النساء ينبغي لهن في بيوتهن ومع أهلهن وأما الرجال أما الرجال يعني كيف نضيع أوقات ونضيع أموال لماذا لكي يكون السيارة السيارة نفس السيارة يكون يعني علمه لاكسس غير تويونا وهو يعني ما هو الفرق بينهما المحرك نفس المحرك في داخل السيارة لكن واحد أزيان أجمل من الثاني ولو كنت رجلا لما اهتممت بسيارتك بسيارتك كما اهتممت بالمكان الذي تذهب إليه ونحن للأسف الشديد بالترك نصيحة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أصبحنا نهتم بالسيارة أكثر من من المقصد المكان الذي نقصدها يعني في 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 مشينا في اليوم في في الذهاب والإياب وحقيقة يعني حتى هذه الأحاديث أخذت من باب الاقتصاد في العيش الاقتصاد يعني بين الإفراط والتفريط إذا كان عندك مقصد فما شاء الله بارك الله فيك يعني خذ من الأموال ما تحتاجه واصرفه على ما ما يكون فيه فيه مقصد ولما انتهى المقصد انتهى الاقتصاد انتهى الاقتصاد أحد يعني يكون بعد الاقتصاد ماذا الإسراف فهذه الإسراف بسبب ذلك يكون في داخل القلب عدم القناعة أحد يشعر بأنه يحتاج بشيء حقيقة لا يحتاج به وبسبب ذلك الهم يضيع أوقاته في المسجد في ماذا في ابتغاء مزيدا من المال وبعد ذلك بسبب همه وغمه من ذلك يدخل في البيت وينازع زوجه وابويه واولاده ومن ينبغي ان يكون احب الناس اليه يجعلهم اعداء لماذا وبعد ذلك يتحاسد الاخوه الذين ينبغي لهم ان يشتغلوا باشتراك يعني في امورهم الدنيويه ويشيع بينهم التحاسد حتى يصبحوا يصبحوا الاخوه اعداء فهذه كله يعني وبال ترك سنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نسال الله تبارك وتعالى ان يقنعنا بما اتانا ونشكره على كفاف العيش ما اعطانا ونساله البركه وان نحتاج بالمزيد فدعاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في المزيد كان في العلم 
وقل ربي زدني علما وكان في في اللبني اللهم بارك لي فيه اللهم بارك لنا فيه وزدنا منه وغير ذلك لا لا نرى ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان طماعا في المزيد وانما كان يسال الله تبارك وتعالى البركه فنسال الله البركه كما ساله نبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين all praises to Allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Most High says that he didn't create any creature, he didn't create any creature except for, he took the responsibility himself for providing sustenance for, uh, uh, for it. And he said uh, 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 that the believers in describing the believers in Surah Al-Furqan, he said they are the ones that when they spend uh, they're not excessive, they're not wasteful in their uh, spending. Uh, rather, their spending is uh, something that is uh, uh, moderate uh, in, a, uh, in a way that makes sense. And Allah Most High uh, declares in His book that I did not create the jinn and in the, in the, in mankind except for uh, in order for them to worship me. Uh, I don't want from them, uh, uh, I don't want from them any provision, nor do I want them to feed me. Uh, indeed, Allah Himself is the one who provides. He gives provision to all, and He's the one possessed of might uh, and, and the one possessed, possessed of, of greatness. Uh, and so, the reason for mentioning these ayat is what the first lesson a Muslim goes through, and many of us still struggle with it. Uh, um, many of us, if you don't, then make du'a for me, inshallah. Uh, the first lesson is what? Is that Allah Ta'ala made certain things permissible and He forbade certain things. And it's hard for the, the nafs and for the ego to let go of the things Allah Ta'ala forbade. But as a matter of belief, most of us understand that those things that Allah Ta'ala has made forbidden for us are harmful for us. Uh, both in this world and in the hereafter. It's sufficient for something uh, haram, for something unlawful uh, to be harmful, that it displeases the Lord. The one who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, should be heartbroken that he should uh, uh, distance himself from the one that he loves. But after that, everything that Allah ta'ala prohibited in his book uh, and prohibited on the tongue of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is uh, clear for the person who ponders and studies how all of those things are harmful for us in this world and the hereafter and in the prohibition for those things is a mercy whether it's eating pork, whether it's committing adultery, whether it's the prohibition of lying, cheating, stealing, any of these things, it's clear what the benefit is for the believer in this world, and it's also clear for the, the believer who has correct belief what the benefit of those things should be, in the, of those prohibitions should be in the hereafter. Uh, and this is an important lesson for us to take, and indeed all of these uh, verses of the Qur'an reinforce this idea that you don't, you don't need to and you don't even want to uh, seek those things that Allah Ta'ala prohibited in terms of provision, uh, as a provision. You don't want to feed yourself uh, the haram, it's a poison. Uh, you don't want to enjoy the haram because it looks like enjoyment, but it's like the enjoyment that uh, a person takes when they're over overdosing on drugs. Uh, it's a small enjoyment and uh, it's a big catastrophe and a big a catastrophe and a big loss uh, immediately thereafter to the point where uh, any person uh, of sanity and sound constitution would not enjoy it. However, the second uh, uh, lesson that we should take from it also is what? Is that the stress 
and the anger and the vigor with which people seek worldly gain, seek money, even from the halal, even from those means that Allah Ta'ala made permissible, uh, sometimes it's misplaced. The idea for our life in this world, especially when it is connected to the idea of seeking happiness, both in this world and in the hereafter, the idea is what is that we should be seeking something that is sufficient for us. What happens? What's the difference between a person who has $100 billion and $150 billion? There's practically very little difference at all, but people will literally die of heart attacks when they go from 150 to uh, 100. And when they go from 100 to 150, they'll think that their kite is uh, flying in the air. Practically, it makes no difference to, to them. Uh, the idea of these numbers, when we get into the billions and trillions, these numbers don't even exist. I mean, there's not, not even that many printed notes in the world. The idea at that point, all of it is about what? Keeping score in a pointless game. It's about what? It's about keeping score in a pointless game. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he has a number of very beautiful statements that are comprehensive in their wisdom and in their meaning. And they are something that we should think about and remember because uh, we have, even with our prayer five times a day and our coming to Jumu'ah and our fasting in Ramadan and our uh, praying the two Eids and our going on Hajj, even with uh, our, our uh, disputes that we have with each other about the intricacies and minutia of uh, Islamic law and creed on Facebook and Twitter uh, and uh, at tea parties uh, uh, all over the world. Uh, even with all of these things, there are some things that it seems that as a community we miss out on. So the Messenger of Allah said in one such hadith, he said that wealth is not in having a, a great amount of goods. Just a, a large number of things. Arad is like the goods that you keep, like inventory in a shop. Wealth is not in having a, a great amount of inventory. Uh, rather, uh, true wealth is the wealth of the soul. True wealth is the wealth of the soul. What does that mean? Are you rich or are you poor? Most people in the room will reflexively answer that they're poor. Maybe I'm like no different than anybody else. That's why Allah Ta'ala chose me to be uh, the Imam. Because the like you are, this is how Allah Ta'ala put it on top of you. So I understand you. I'm not like, talking down to you. Although I guess this is a very Romeo and Juliet looking uh, 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 pulpit. Uh, but uh, if physically I'm talking down to you, but like in the realm of ideas, I'm not talking down to you. If someone were to ask, are you rich or poor? What would you be? Yeah, I'm broke. I have nothing. I'm, I'm poor. Despite the fact that Allah Ta'ala gave all of us enough to eat, most human beings uh, throughout the history of humanity, probably millions of years, uh, they've struggled at times that they didn't have enough to eat, they didn't have shelter, war, famine, poverty, those types of things we don't struggle with, alhamdulillah. The funny thing is, the strange thing is that those people who struggled with those things, many of them were content people. Many of them were content people. I would venture to say probably most of them were content. The issue is this, is that wealth is what? It's the wealth of the soul, it's the contentment of the soul. And this is a point that we mentioned in the Arabic portion as well, that even the word ghina in Arabic meaning wealth, the primary meaning of it is not necessarily having a lot of stuff, but it's in the idea of being free of need for anybody else. The idea of not having need for anybody else. So even if you don't have a, a dollar in your bank account, in fact, even if you don't have a bank account, it is possible. I'm not necessarily recommending it, but just if someone doesn't have a bank account, they're not going to die. If you don't have a credit card, you're not going to die. I know people who don't have cars and they, you know, I mean, they're human beings. Whatever it is that you have or you don't have. If you don't need anybody else, you're a wealthy person. If you don't need anybody else, 
you're a, 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 a wealthy person. And on the flip side, if you're the $150 million person, if you're the billion dollar person, and $2 billion, and $3 billion, and $1.8 billion person, but you need, you need others, the money is not going to make you wealthy. It's really irrelevant. You're still a poor person because you still have a need. You still have to spread your hand in front of somebody other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa say? Al-ghina, the true wealth, is what is the person who is wealthy, wealthy inside. So let every one of us look inside of our hearts and say, is there something really that we need all that badly? Is there something really that we need all that badly that we shouldn't uh, have sleep at night and that when we wake up in the morning we should have stress? For some of us it may be that. Somebody may be ill <clears throat> and require some sort of treatment or struggling to get through school or struggling to uh, fulfill some commitments or debts. But for the vast majority of us, even those things, they're getting done. And the choice is ours to wake up and say, am I, uh, am I, do I have enough or am I still in need? Do I still need to uh, go out, work and hustle and waste those uh, prayers inside of the masjid uh, in order to get even more money, even though I'm already well fed and have a, a decent place to live? Am I going to waste those precious moments and hours with, our, with my children? with my wife, with my mother and father, with my brothers and sisters, uh, both in Islam and also the ones that were born from the same mother and father as me. Is it really worth it? Am I really in that bad of a situation that I want to waste those things? And lest uh, a person think that this is merely one more exhortation in a long line of impractical exhortations with regards to the evil of this world uh, from a person who himself lives in it. Brothers and sisters, these things actually end up making very practical problems for people afterward. Why? Because that desire to have more, that lack of contentment that makes a person who is rich, Allah Ta'ala gave all of us so much, make that person who is rich with Allah Ta'ala feel like they're poor. What does it do? It separates them from their deen, it separates them from their family, it stresses them out, it makes people work. Uh, uh, more than they absolutely need to. And that's not everybody here. I understand there are some people who are hustling just to get by. And your struggle is not something that I'm talking down to. In fact, your struggle is Mubarak. There's blessings in it. Allah Ta'ala rewards it. If a person is just struggling to keep their head above water, that struggle is a noble struggle and there's great reward in it. But if you get to a place in your life where those things are taken care of, you have a system of taking care of those things. Then after that point to waste your time with your children in order to get more so that the, the, the logo on your car will say Lexus instead of Toyota even though you know the engine is the same in the middle of the two of them. This makes very little sense in the deen but worse, worse than that it also makes very little sense in the dunya. Those hours with your wife and kids you're not going to get them back and the worst thing is what? Because when you're out at the job you have to say please and thank you to every nutcase in the world. You have to uh, uh, listen to silly people and put up with the silliness of silly people. You have to wait at, at the beck and call of your customer because the customer is always right, even though the customer is not always right, but the customer is always right. You have to take that stress on top of you. Then you walk into the house and when, who are you going to unleash the, the, the negativity on? Not on your customer because if you do, you ain't going to get no more customers. You're going to unleash the negativity on your wife who loves you. 
She may not be perfect, but she loves you. For that reason, our sisters also work so hard. You're going to unleash that negativity on who? On your husband who loves you. He's definitely not perfect, but he still loves you. Your children who look up to you. Your children, even when they're, even when they're ill-behaved. Even when they took crayons and uh, you know, ruined the walls and spilled like the most red food coloringist uh, drink all over the white carpet and even when they didn't listen to you and even, but still inside they know nobody uh, to love except for you you could have spent those moments with them and instead uh, what do you do you uh, take the time that should be big to spend with them and you cut it down and then you change the quality of it from something that's at least neutral if not positive into something that's what that's negative this is very harmful it's not worth it it's not worth what does it come from? It comes from that desire to drive a Lexus because your cousin has a Lexus or your brother has a Lexus or your neighbor has a Lexus. Who cares what they have, what they don't have? And this is another uh, uh, a small point I wanted to mention. And uh, the ulama have written, uh, uh, you know, they talk about nowadays toxic masculinity. The ulama have written a lot over the centuries about what, uh, what positive masculinity is. What, what, how to be a man in a positive sense. And there's actually a lot of khair and good that even the sisters can gain from that. Uh, but there's been a lot written about this, this topic, that how to be a man. And it doesn't come from just something that the ulama made up. Rather, these things, they actually come from the teachings of the Messenger of Allah And so, especially, mashallah, our uh, young Islamic school boys, you should listen to these things when you have a, you know, when you have an idea for what you want to be and how you want to be and who you want to be in the future. What did the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say? He said being, being, being tough, being, being strong, this is part of Iman. Inna al-badadhata min al-Iman. Meaning what? What is badadha? Badadha is part of your faith. Badadha means what? It means being tough and not going after like luxury all the time, not being soft. So if you want to get a car, what's the difference between the Toyota and the Lexus? They literally have the same engine inside of them. One is a little prettier than the other. Remember, as a man, your beauty is not in how pretty you are. Being pretty is like suitable for, for women, for them to show their beauty to their uh, family members uh, uh, in their uh, uh, homes and in their private places, in their private lives. That's something that's good. For a man who's pretty, this kind of decreases him from his manhood. It could completely destroy his manhood for, for him. What is the beauty of a man in, in strength? In what? In strength. Strength is not going to be uh, earned by, by selling yourself for the dollar uh, constantly. It's earned by a completely different process. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the uh, 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 tawfiq of, of imbibing this badada. Allah ta'ala enter into our hearts uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the gratefulness uh, of, uh, and the feeling of sufficiency in, in that which He gave us. Those of us who are, are struggling, may Allah give us what's sufficient. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, free up our minds and our hearts for those things that they are meant for, for the love of one another and the love of our families, our wives, our children, our parents, and for the love of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa in the service of His deen and the service of Allah's creation as a way of honoring Him. Allah Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi